Coffee Sketch Podcast is our take on the intersection of old tech and new tech, the space between the traditional practice of the hand-drawn sketch that has been performed by architects and designers for centuries, and the modern-day use of the hashtag as a representation of a sentiment or a movement. Each week, we plan to deliver a new pod about our ideas, sketches, and what's going on in our daily lives as we pursue our love of architecture, design, and sharing this knowledge with the next generation. I'm Kurt, and I'm in Flint. And I'm Jamie, and I'm in Austin. Hey, Jamie. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. We are doing something a little different for this episode, and so we're 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 kind of kind of do a, a brief introduction of something that we just did at the AIA conference in San Francisco. We were invited to interview with SketchUp, the the software developers at Trimble Technologies, I believe, and then, you know, our fan favorite software called SketchUp. And so we have something a little different for for us at least than Coffee Sketch podcast. So we have an interview with Sumeli and Steve talking about the ecosystem of applications that SketchUp has created to make our lives as architects a little more integrated and I guess all under one under the hood, under one roof of, of software. And and then also we we are from Steve, we learned a little bit more about the 3D warehouse and some of the integration that they have with AI and improvements to the 3D warehouse. Yeah, I mean, and and I think that, you know, we're, this is our episode 124, and there's going to be a companion episode 125, sort of a second half to this conversation. But I think that, you know, the, the, the first part, you know, and cheers to you with the coffee, my friend. But yeah, the I think the 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 first impression that I had, uh, and I think you know, I maybe speak for you on this as well, is what was impressive about the ecosystem was it was readily apparent in speaking with both of them that that from an internal point of view, the that that design and that feeling of being in SketchUp. And sort of this, the whole SketchUp ecosystem, as they're adding new features and new components and new initiatives, that it still feels like SketchUp. You and I were joking with them about how long both of us have used the product. We're not going to date ourselves here on the podcast, but we certainly have been using it for many, many years. And so, you know, from that standpoint, you know, it was it was also sort of super cool from a fanboy kind of moment to you know, to meet the entourage model in, in person. And, and she was, she was very generous in taking a, a very posed photo with us, but I, I think, and we'll, we'll definitely kind of you know highlight that one in the, in the show notes, but, but yeah, I think the, the overall kind of, you know, impression for myself was that, that, that ecosystem was really, really intentional. I mean, and it certainly could have, you know, having worked in a variety of different softwares, you know, it could have felt more like a plugin. And it wasn't, it could have been a script routine and it wasn't. And, and that sort of intentionality of it, I think is something that was really apparent and something that I I really appreciated because I think that that's the whole, the, the gift sometimes of SketchUp, you know, when you're working with a team that, 
maybe doesn't have as much familiarity with with that kind of software or or maybe comfort level of kind of collaboration, kind of maybe younger team members or or team members who kind of a real particular way that they like to work. Um, SketchUp and its environment really is collaborative. And our next episode kind of talks about that even more, but I think that ecosystem sort of has something to do with it. I think everybody sort of feels comfortable there and and allows, there's a, a, a great part of the conversation, which you, you'll hear where it's, it allows us to be ourselves in that space as creatives. And, and I think that's really came through for me. And then the, the 3D warehouse, I'll let you sort of talk to that too. It's they, you know, we all kind of are, you know, AI is here that there's no denying that it's more, but it's more about, you know, how we're using it and, you know, the efficiency aspect of what was shown to us is certainly something that was exciting and it went beyond being intuitive. Yeah, I'd say you know, my impressions of this conversation with Samaly and Steve, you know, the, the ecosystem just kind of, it was a good reminder that that SketchUp, like many softwares, doesn't stand alone. And in, in order to, to provide a, a rounded experience for an architect or designer, you need to, to sort of push and pull, no, no pun intended, <laughs> but, you know, move from, from different softwares and and SketchUp, and within their ecosystem, they have now a, a a wide variety of tools that keep you within the same family of of operations and you know that familiarity that we talked about, which is is, is just a great reminder that you know it it it's not a tool a software that that is losing any ground. I think you know, there's a lot of really interesting things that we saw. That you'll, you know, most everyone in the in the architecture world will will soon see. And then, as far as the three D warehouse integrating with AI, same thing. Is that it? It makes it it takes a lot of the intuition and and translates it to a digital tool like SketchUp or the three D warehouse, which is a a a library of other three D models. And now you can just drag and drop images into there and it'll seek out uh you know using the ai algorithm the 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 science behind that to do what it's good at right and find other like images and and then produce a a, a search result that we can actually take advantage of so without further ado i think we'll just kind of roll it into that portion of the interview yeah you guys have used sketchup it sounds like yeah. Pretty well. How many years? Tell me. Well, we were doing the math on the walk over here, uh -huh. and it, I first trained on it in 2005. Oh, one year after you, I started. Yeah, and, How about and you? I think I think that's about the same, like 05, 06, maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I was in architecture school, started using it, and it was probably the best thing since sliced bread because yeah. it was either you were doing like really complex models by hand. Yeah. Or you were drawing the mod the plans by hand, or you were trying to learn a really complex software, which I wasn't right. prepared for. <laughs> right. <Fonzie. laughs> uh -huh. I shouldn't have, shouldn't have dropped a name there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was trying to avoid that, but you know, you're good. <laughs> and so I I started using it in 20, 2006, and in the time that I've known it, I think one of the, 
the biggest things that I've noticed is the evolution of schedule. You know, it started as one 3D modeling tool, and now in my mind, it's an ecosystem of tools. But one thing hasn't changed. It still allows you to do good work very easily. I don't know if that's true for you, but that's that's what I've, I've discovered. So the ease and the speed at which you can do stuff is still true to the ecosystem. But I think the beauty of it for all of the customers that we talk to is that it allows them to do work without being hindered. Like, just get on with it, yeah, right? right. Like, get, up, get the technology 100%. out of the way. Yeah. Let me do my stuff. Let me figure out what I'm trying to capture. Let me be me. Let me be, me. Right, Let me right. be, cre- be creative. Right. Right. And so that for me remains the DNA of the product. And that's what we're trying to champion, no matter what we're releasing. But I think it's important to clarify the fact that it's not just one tool. Mm-hmm. We started off with the desktop modeler, but now we have modelers on iPad and on the web. Right. Right. We've got tools for documentation, layout for 2D documentation, annotate, you know, bring your thing to life, combine and, and collage all the different bits of your design and tell a story. That's there too. Pre-built assets. This is this is the one that blows everybody's mind. Like millions of stuff already done for you, right. either by other users or by manufacturers, which means you have access to real-world things, and you can right. say, "Hey, I want to use this flower pot or this lighting piece. I can show it to my client and not feel like I will railroad myself in the design, right? Because it exists in the real world. I can go buy that thing <laughs> and That's provide never it happened. to the customer. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! The number one don't do for any designer. When somebody gets sold on an aspect like, of what you're showing them. And you're like, mm, actually, I'm so sorry. No, this yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah. Let's try this other option. So that that in itself yeah. is like a sweet thing to offer to the market. And then we have Extension Warehouse, which is, yes, you have SketchUp. The native tools are fantastic. But if you want to take it to 100, you could plug and play all the different things to do your work a lot faster or more efficiently. This is the piece that I think people are missing out on. Viewers for AR, viewers for VR, HoloLens, immersive experiences so that you're not only showing people on a screen, you can kind of put them into the thing at one-to-one and have them experience it, feel the textures, see the colors, see the lights, how they might look in real life, right? And then have that conversation to iterate on what you're trying to create. Right. I think that piece is, every time I show it to someone, we're in London at Clerkenwell, and they were literally like, wow, oh my God, this is so cool. And we've seen that at AIA as well. So okay. for me, yeah. that's something I'd love to be able to show you guys as well. well if you have especially a- with you know, the, everybody moving towards you know, the goggles that, every, oh, yeah. that everybody you know, thought was going to happen. Then when it, the first iteration of those came out, everybody's like, what is this thing like this isn't this doesn't seem real mm-hmm. some cyberpunk kind of world you know yeah. and and now we're really seeing it yeah. you know where it, the, the tech is really kind of all there and the people who are using it are there as well like yeah. like what you're describing yeah and it's the adoption curve right it starts off really slow the early adopters will jump on it yeah. but i think more of the industry is like this is not going anywhere so maybe we right. could leverage it for something that's useful for our work so Really excited about that one. V-Ray, as you know, top line renderer is part of the package as well. But that's the, our best package. And then tools for pulling in data, right? Like real world context, you can't get away from it. If you're redesigning a house or you're trying to take take stock of your site, being able to pull in point clouds or being able to import a model from somebody else, like a Revit model, mm-hmm. that's now possible on SketchUp. 
And then the last two things, sustainability is something we're not getting away from. The right. AIA 2030 commitment booth yep. is right there. Everyone's trying to do their bit to help us meet. Oh, there we go. You went there. Everyone's trying to do their bit to help us get to carbon neutrality, zero energy buildings, all of that kind of stuff. And we have tools to support folks with that. And then you have to collaborate. You know, Trimble Connect allows you share models, see models, stay on top of what's happening, what's the latest thing for this project, and not railroad yourself again by working on something that's already outdated. Well, and it's funny because it's like, I think that like, both of us have a, a small and medium-sized perspective on the practices that we've worked in and that we're more familiar with from a data flow. But, you know, I think that those kinds of tools that you all have now as innovations are kind of get the scalability mm-hmm. of things yeah. for you know beyond just sort of one or two types of audiences to yes. something that's bigger. I mean I, I mean personally I'm I'm excited also sort of about the sustainability and, and, and that kind of connectivity because it's because the language of communication that the product has always had, mm-hmm. like you're saying, mm-hmm. having that as sort of a next level education related to oh. that makes a whole lot of Yeah, well I was just gonna say I mean because I uh, I teach. Yeah. As well as practice, and okay. so <laughs> and podcast, extra happy, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and and I and, I, and I've it, taught in the past as in, well, in so. spe- yeah, and we both have yeah, experience in that. But I, in specifically in energy modeling and things like that, and so you know, I I try and engage the students with these tools as before they come out of school and get jobs because it's going to give them the leg up, and it's the future. And then uh, the idea of like you know like Sapphira or other energy modelers, going back to what you said in the beginning, you know, SketchUp is a, a fantastic visualization tool and, and ability to present. And so the energy modeling as a visual yes. right, component, uh, how that works, is instead of numbers, I mean, because we all know it's just like, well, it, and, it's, and it's a those, database. And along <laughs> those lines too, it's like, this is the first time that I've seen it, and, and maybe just have missed it, but we were talking about this before was with SketchUp moving to kind of where it is now with Trimble and all and, yes. and that evolution like the word ecosystem like is sort of like that it really does make sense now yeah. right, right, and, right. and so I just uh, is that something that you know internally as a company and with y'all's experience do you see that sort of that mindset is sort of driving all of the Yes, the work that we're doing. We we really believe that SketchUp is useful across the entire design life cycle, right? It's not always going to do everything you need, right? but it can definitely help you along, right? And so that ecosystem is trying to touch all the different points in the in the life cycle and say, hey, how can we help you out? How can we make it easier for you to tell the story you're trying to tell? And keeping it really simple, helping people do it quickly. So you're iterating, but you're also ability to iterate along the timeline, along the and, timeline and then and circle back, back if you need to. Yes. Without oh, using right. the creativity, I think is the key. Right. But yes, we're definitely rallying around the, this idea of ecosystem, trying to share that with the market. Because what we learn a lot is, especially when we're at conferences like this, is, hey, I didn't know SketchUp did that. Right. It does. It's been there for ages. We'd love to share it with you right. and show you how the rest of the community is doing this work so that you can get the most out of what, you're, what you have in your toolbox. So that's, that's my agenda. Uh, that's, no, <laughs> that's, that's perfect. That's great. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to kind of, like, it's always one of those things, you know, just 
it exists, but remembering that it does exist. It's really useful. And then using it. But to focus in on why you're here truly uh -huh. is some of the latest features that are out in the open. We're getting them out in the wild and really excited about it. We want to see people try it out, give us the feedback so that we can iterate and make it better. One of the first ones I'm going to share is 3D Warehouse. You might be familiar with it. You yep. probably have used it. One of the things that Guz, who's our resident 3D Warehouse guru, loves it, works on it, helps it be the best that it can be, is we want to make it easier for people to find the models that are on there. You've got millions, uh, millions of models right, on right. there, from uploaded from across the world by lots of different people in many very different languages. How do we make it simpler for people to find what they want and get on with their work? So Guz is going to show you a okay. bit about yeah. what we've been doing. Reduce the frustration of searching Absolutely. for the thing that you know is there. Absolutely. That somebody exactly. has built. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. And, and you may hear sometimes people refer to me as Goose. Sorry, I'm Steve. Steve Guzman and everyone. <laughs> okay. Goose. Okay, good. That's, that's, that works for us. All right. That works for nice. us. All right. <laughs> okay. I feel like I'm connecting dots. Are, is, there a, is there a scale figure of you? So, you know, like the, you know, the 2D yeah, face me. Yes. And, and I will share that like <laughs> I, I did take a picture of the scale figure and like my team was just like, we have, a, we have we're doing a, an education conference for our, our network yeah. in, in Texas. And they were like, we totally need to do a scale figure for, we need the SketchUp scale figure for our conference to meet with all of our people that we're doing these designs for. Because that was brilliant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's always been fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what? I didn't hear anything. Uh, so uh, let's see something here. Give me one second. I'm just pulling this thing up. I I, I didn't know if you knew if, if if you knew that Samele was uh, scale figure. That's why the name is familiar. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So that's right. Yeah, and and we actually have her scale figure over there. Yeah. You know. So yeah, let, let me. So you know what I was. My gonna, team was fan fanboying and fangirling about it. So. <laughs> it's easy to do. Yeah. It happens all, all the time. So because internet here is a little bit like underwhelming, what I was going to do is. Wait, just aren't we in like near near the tech mecca? Uh, yeah. Well, maybe everyone's using up all my internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what I was going to do is just show you basically what I would have demoed live. And that way it can also be a little bit hands-off and I can kind of talk to you what's going, what's going to happen here. So, yeah, let's see full screen this. There we go. So with 3D Warehouse, of course, we have over 4 million public models. We have a lot of private models as well, right? But when you have that many models, you know, it's extremely helpful because if you're designing and you don't want to go through the trouble of adding, you know, like say in, in the case of interior design, drawing vases and chairs and, t and TVs right. and all that kind of stuff. The entourage. Yeah, all the entourage elements. So 3D Warehouse has a very strong community of people who are sharing content with 3D Warehouse. But, you know, and it's also global. So we have people in Brazil, people in Italy, Germany, like all sharing things. They're using their own naming conventions, right? And so traditionally, as you're familiar with 3D Warehouse, you can type in bed but you're not going to find comma, you know, from some guy in Spain who designed this awesome bed. And so, so language being a barrier to helping you sort of sort through the four million plus models that we have, we, you know, that like, while having the content offers efficiencies, what if we could make finding the content even more efficient, right? And so what we ended up doing was applying artificial intelligence 
to basically classify all the models in 3D Warehouse. And then what you can do is, you know, like, and, and what we're looking at here is 3D Warehouse Labs, which is what's coming new with 3D uh -huh. Warehouse. It's like an open beta. I'm showing an image, and now I can just drag the image in of whatever JPEG that I was looking for and have the system return results. No words necessary, no descriptions, Ooh. right? And so, <laughs> and what happens is as you drag, and this is hard to describe, what is this? Right. And is it a chase lounge? It, is it, it a yeah, right, is right. It an ottoman and a chair? <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. right. So instead, by just dragging it in, it allows you to navigate those those all those millions of models and kind of get you down to exactly what you're looking for. If you look at the names of these, would you had typed that to find right. Chase Novo or Zanata, right. you know, Llama Chair? Another example would be maybe you're doing construction site planning and you're like, okay, I need to have a digger. I need to have, you know, a cement truck. So you don't, like, you can have a collection of the imagery that you're going to be looking for cool. and just drag it in. These are actually toys I get from Amazon, like, like you know, saw images up. But it understands the concept and it finds the appropriate models. You know, you're doing a little interior design. Succulents are always a hit, right? So, but, you know, so. And they're easy to sketch. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like in the, in the old school. In the, yeah, in the old school way, right? Yeah. But yeah, loves one. So, <laughs> so yeah, and, and here, right? So like, I'm I'm finding, you know, like this is a great example, right, of, of something that that you might want to add. So as the res, as the results come up, yeah, like is that is it prioritizing some of them as well? It it, it it does prioritize them. Okay. It, it really what it does as I drag the image Buckies. in, yeah, you know Texas, about Bucky's, yeah. right? Yeah, so as I drag the image in, it actually, the AI system adds a, a numerical translation, what it understands the image looks like, and it looks all through the millions of models and says, what number is close to this number, and it finds the appropriate. Gotcha. So here in this case, I didn't have, unfortunately, a Bucky's t-shirt, but I had t-shirts. It knew what I was talking about. Okay. So if I'm designing a retail space, so here's one I took with my camera. I was like, here's an elk, because we live in Colorado, and I just shot a picture of an elk, and I was like, just, just kind of playing around to see how varied, you know, like the AI is willing to go. And so it found horned animals as I scroll, like I find maybe this is a reindeer, maybe it's not an elk, but it's close, right. you know. Right. Yeah, and so and then there's Sumele, right? Ah. There's does it find Sumele, right? And so what what we believe is that the doom scrolling that can sort of occur ah. and then you're like you stop and you give up and you're like, let me try this word instead, you know, like it's just, all of that is eliminated now. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, there's it's a, a really smart way to integrate AI. Well, it, like, it sort of re you know. yeah, and it reduces the the need for like having to have a tagging convention. Yeah, which is sort of the way everything, <laughs> you know, what you did sort of in the in the in the interim. Yeah, exactly right, and and you know, and currently you can sort by categories and subcategories, and 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 this sort of thing, and it's like, is that. This is, you know, the 21st century AI world. Like, do, are those even important anymore? You know, when you can just go, this is what I'm looking. You know what I'm talking right, about. Right, you know? right, right, and right. and now you can still apply filters, right? So I can drag something in and go, wait a second, less than 10 megs, less than 10,000 polys. Like, I can still apply those limiters 2D, to it. 3D, 3D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 yeah. Using image search, applying the filters as needed. And just helping hone in on the, the valuable items, you know, and and it starts right now with just having a, a you know a, maybe a folder full of imagery that you want to add in. But we're going to be doing other things in the near future uh, where you don't even have to download the imagery. You know, you could just be like, you could just be perusing the web and say, I want this, or like I could even do it on my phone. You know, like you know, basically take a photo of the beanbag chair or the ficus, and it'll find it on my phone. You know, 
So that's fantastic. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and we and we, we have a lot of debates about AI and sort of where it's going and 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 sort of what how does that tool that obviously like you know it's 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 the computing power. It's 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 the time saved. Yeah. You know, and yeah. like you said, it's sort of, you know you know what I'm looking for. Yeah. Like it's it's that moment of, of how does that integrate to the process? Right. And this makes a lot this makes a lot of sense, especially because you yeah otherwise you are doing scrolling. You know. For, yeah. Exactly. And I think that's the whole plan with AI integration with SketchUp products is like, how can we augment the experience for the designer? Like, like you know, so, you know, you do hear people saying, oh, is it going to take my job? No. You know, like, that's not what we're looking at. We're saying, how can we make your job more, you know, like, more efficient, more pleasurable, more intuitive, yeah. right? And, and, you know, just like we said, you know, I don't want to go back to the Windows 95 days of click on this folder, this subfolder category, you know, like this is more intuitive. I want to be able to eventually just speak to it and go, you know, I'm viewing the, my model in AR and going, let's put a couch here. And it goes, I know what you're talking about. And just right, does it, right. right? Well, so, yeah. What are you thinking about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. More collaborative, right? right. right. AI collaboration. So, uh, so yeah, that's image search for 3D Warehouse currently available in labs, which is our public sort of early adopter experience where any user who goes to 3D Warehouse can just click on, you know, check out labs. And anything that we're developing that we're considering in the in very near future, we want early feedback on. Are we in the right direction? What's broken? What can we make better? You know, before we, we really evaluate it for, you know, like a more like commercial release. Sure. Yeah. 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 Cool. So that's, I mean, labs, so labs exists and this is available already. That's right. Yeah. To, to, to go tinker with. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, we're we're sort of unveiling it. Put it this, through its paces this week. Yeah, and then so all you have to do is go to 3dwarehouse.sketchup.com, and then when you go there, look up it by the logo where it says 3D Warehouse to check out labs. Uh, cool. Awesome. And, yeah, what that'll do is this is the classic 3D Warehouse experience. Yeah. yeah. But as you click on labs, you'll get a preview of what the new 3D Warehouse is going to look like when it's coming here in a couple months and also get to use some of the tools that are still in development and you know just verifying that you know we're on the right path to, to you know providing a solution that's valuable to the users and i would like to thank lauren sumeli steve and mike for inviting us to this fun and and educational conversation about the ecosystem that sketchup has to offer and we look forward to seeing what else they have in store and hope that we can keep this conversation going between Coffee Sketch Podcast and the folks at SketchUp. Thank you for listening. We both hope that you enjoyed this episode of Coffee Sketch Podcast. Our theme music is provided by my brother who goes by at Cold Fashioned on Instagram and Twitter. Our podcast is hosted at coffeesketch.buzzsprout.com find more show notes and information from this episode and finally if you like what you heard please rate us on itunes and share us with your friends thank you